Welcome to War in the Spirit, your resource for spiritual breakthrough and warfare, empowering you as believers to tap into your authority using the tools provided by God to bring about supernatural shifts. to War in the Spirit podcast. This is Faith Cloth and Green, and you are listening to episode number 10 entitled Becoming Breakthrough. Today's episode is a little bit of a special edition. I'm putting it out a little bit early this week. I just felt in my spirit that this word was for someone who needed to hear it. Um, so I'm putting it out maybe in preparation for your Sunday morning. You can tune in um, so you can get prepared for worship in the morning. Maybe it'll give you a good revelation um, to set your heart and your posture in preparation to have an encounter with God before service this morning. So I entitled this Becoming Breakthrough because there is something about the breakthrough that we need to not only experience, but we actually need to become the breakthrough. So I'll explain a little bit more about that to you as we go along in the podcast, but it was partially inspired by, you know, all the hype right now is Michelle Obama's book, and it's called Becoming. And the premise to her book is that we're constantly evolving and changing into the people that we are to become ultimately. Um, and that as we go along in life, there's a constant shift and a constant change that we have to make in order to adapt to the level that we are in in life. And I believe that the same holds true. Um, in our leveling with our relationship with God, our walk in our faith and our step into our purpose. So let's start by just defining the word becoming. Becoming is defined as the process of coming to be something or of passing into a state. It's also defined as something that suits or gives a pleasing effect or attractive appearance. If you see here, becoming is used in two different contexts, both mutually beneficial to us and to God. See, definition number one indicates that we are evolving into something new, attaining new attributes or a new state of being. This is becoming the word of God, becoming his righteousness, becoming obedience, Becoming faith, becoming love, becoming peace, becoming joy, becoming the purpose on our lives. And when we become something, not only do we embrace it, but it's almost like we're morphing into that thing. And I actually believe that that's what God intends for us to do. So when people see us, they should not just be experiencing his love. They should see his love in us. And in order for that to happen, we have to become his love. When people see us, they should see his faith in us. They should see his joy in us. They should see see his obedience in us and in order for that to happen we must become faith we must become joy we must become obedience and in this way when we submit to becoming these things we are also becoming to God 
We are more attractive to God. We are more pleasing to God because we have yielded to becoming what he wants us to be. We have yielded to and submitted to his will for the person that he wants us to become. This is the perspective that God has of the benefits to becoming. Now let's talk about what is beneficial from our perspective. When we go through the process of becoming what is beneficial and pleasing to God, then we can receive the blessing of becoming the promises of God, which are the words that God has spoken over our lives, which in turn makes our lives becoming and pleasing in sight to us. So you may be asking yourself, how do I become the breakthrough? Well, you first use what's in your hands. Let's look at Exodus 4, 1 through 11. Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Then the Lord said, Put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand into his cloak. And when he took it out, the skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. Now put it back into your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back into his cloak. And when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, if they do not believe you or pay attention to the first sign, they may believe the second. But if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, Take some water from the Nile and pour it on the ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. So see, sometimes we are running from becoming the breakthrough because of what will be required of us in order for that to occur. The things that God might have us do in order to produce the breakthrough are sometimes scary. The things that God may give us and instruct us to do sometimes don't look like the practical thing. See, the good thing, like I said before, is not the same as the God thing. And oftentimes the God thing is going to look like the impractical thing to do. But the thing about it is God will place in your hands everything that you need in order to produce the breakthrough. Because the breakthrough means that you're breaking through to becoming exactly what God has called you to be. So why would God not give you all of the tools, the faith and the strength that you need in order to walk it out to your breakthrough? Use what is in your hands. 
Trust God on a new level. Stop running from your assignment. Stop running from your calling because what God is calling you to do is uncomfortable or it's scary or you feel like maybe you don't have what you need in order to complete that task. But you do as long as you hold on to God, as long as you continue to seek him because the word of God is also in your hands. And when you place it in your heart, you become the word and when you become the word you become the purpose when you become the purpose you become the breakthrough not only do you become God's word but you become the word that God has spoken over you you become the promises the word of God says his word will not return to him void that is it shall go forth and accomplish that which it was set forth to do well that also applies to us Because when we become the word, we shall not return to God void. We shall go forth and accomplish what we were set forth to do. God's intent is for us to become the word that we may not return to him void. That we may go forth and accomplish the purpose for which we were set forth. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Look at what is currently in your hands. Look around at your life, at what you're doing, at what maybe you desire to do. Look around at how you're living, at your job, at your relationship with God, at your purpose. And ask yourself, is this exceedingly abundantly beyond all I could ever ask or think? If not, you have sold yourself short. You see, God will reveal to us through prophecy and revelation what our exceedingly abundantly is. And then we must seek him on how we become what he has spoken. He will reveal the promises to us. He will reveal the purpose to us. He will reveal to us exactly where he wants to take us and what he wants to give us. And then we need to seek him on the instruction on how to become what he has said. But we also have to trust and be obedient to the instructions that he is giving us on how to become that thing. We can't be afraid of what God is telling us to do, even if it doesn't seem practical, even if it doesn't make sense to us, even if the people around us don't understand why we're doing a certain thing. You see, because sometimes God will call you to give some things up so you can gain some things. And logical people will not understand, but you must stand on your faith and trust that God will not lead you in a direction that is not going to work in your favor. If you do not see what God said you can have and what you can be, then you need to ask yourself, have I stepped into something permissible because I perceived that what God was requiring me to do for the promise was too costly? You see... God will bless us with something permissible, something that is allowed. The blessing is the permissible things that God allows us to have when we're not quite ready to do what's required to produce the breakthrough. But sometimes the permissible thing, the thing that's the good thing, but not necessarily the God thing, holds us back from receiving 
the prosperity that God wants to give us because we're not yet willing to take the leap of faith and do what God is telling us to do. We're comfortable with taking the small job and saying, well, this is enough to cover my bills. I'm just going to take this job because I've got bills to pay. But God is saying, no, trust me for supernatural provision and step away from that job and pursue this purpose. Pursue this business idea. Pursue this um, entrepreneurial endeavor. But the problem is that too many people are willing to accept the blessing and settle for less than their breakthrough. God will allow us to have what's permissible when we are unwilling to do what is required to produce the breakthrough and get to our exceedingly abundantly. God has a plan designed for us to follow to obtain all that he wants to give us, but if we allow fear to overtake us and not to obey his instructions for how it is to be obtained, we are left with what is permissible. This is the difference between the good thing and the God thing. So now ask yourself, what have I truly sacrificed by being disobedient? Use what is in your hands to become what is in his hands. Use the word to become his words, his promises that have been spoken over your life. So what is it that God has said that we can have? What does God's prosperity over our lives really look like? Well, let's look at Deuteronomy 28. Um, we're going to look at verses 1 through 14. It says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed will you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction but flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people. As he promised you on oath, if you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him, then all the peoples on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock and the crops of your ground in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, and send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you head and not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of the commands I give you today to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. So this is what the prosperity of God looks like. 
prosperity of God looks like being blessed in every single area of your life. It looks like being the head and not the tail. It looks like receiving a storehouse of his bounty from heaven. It looks like being the lender and not the borrower. And I'll tell you the thing that stood out to me. It says, if you carefully follow the Lord's commands, you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. So if you stop and you look at your life and you assess what God said you can have in your life, compare it to what you actually have and then ask yourself, am I selling myself short? Do I really have everything that God has for me? Am I really leaving some things on the table? It says there's a God is, is preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies. What have you left on the table for the enemy to get? It's time to take inventory of your life and, and look at what God is saying that you can have. And recognize that you are leaving way too many things on the table by choosing not to submit to God. Not to be obedient to God for fear, for doubt, for lack of faith, for unbelief, whatever it may be. Don't leave your storehouse on the table for the enemy to gather up. You know, in this text that we're reading... It's all about Moses and Egypt and the Israelites being delivered. Moses was afraid to become what God wanted him to become. But God placed everything in his hands to become the deliverer and the leader of the Israelites to lead them out of Egypt. And his bloodline would eventually lead them into the promised land. He was afraid. He felt like he didn't have what he needed. But God put in his hands what he needed. Let's look at the Israelites themselves. Here it was, they went on a journey, left out of bondage, to go into a land that God promised them, where he said that they would be free, where he said that they would live in abundance. But they remained roaming in the wilderness for 40 years. Why? Because they were unwilling to embrace what God wanted them to see. In fact, they were so afraid to move forward into something new that they were willing to return back into bondage because of fear. So they roamed in a dry place for 40 years on a journey that could have taken 11 days. Are you allowing fear to delay your breakthrough? Are you allowing fear and doubt to delay you from getting into the prosperity of God? In Deuteronomy 29 uh, verse 19, it says, When such a person hears the words of this oath and they invoke a blessing on themselves, thinking, I will be safe even though I persist in going my own way. They will bring disaster on the watered land as well as the dry. So here it is. The Lord is saying every time you think you're, you, you're going to persist in going your way, it's going to bring disaster. It's time to step into what God is calling you to do. No matter how scary it is, no matter how much you don't think you have what it takes, let God put some super on your natural. 
so that you can step into what he has for you. Verse 29 says the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. God has a secret storehouse waiting for you. But will you choose the permissible as opposed to the promise? Again, I'm going to say, look around and take inventory of your life. Are you truly living in the prosperity that God has for you? This covenant tells us all that God is vowing to give us if we obey him. Now ask yourself, does my life measure up to what God says I can have? If the answer is no, ask yourself why. Where am I falling short of what God is telling me to do so that I can have all that God says I can have? Now ask yourself, how can I get back into alignment with God so that I can become all that God wants me to be and get all that God has for me? Don't just read the word of God. Become the word of God. Become faith. Become strength. Become righteousness. And when we think about things that God will call us to do, some impractical things that may not make sense because he's testing our faith. Faith isn't faith until it has been tested. But you must trust that God is not going to cause you to do anything that is going to be detrimental to you. The enemy will lie to you and tell you that a circumstance is something that it is not. When sometimes all God is waiting for you to do is to respond so that he can show you that his hand is at work. Look at Abraham. God told Abraham to sacrifice a son that he prayed for for over 75 years. He finally got this son. God told him to kill his son. And in spite of as crazy as it sounded, as impractical as it sounded, he was willing to trust God and have faith in what God was telling him. And as soon as he stepped into the obedience to God's word, God provided a sacrificial lamb, a sacrificial ram for him. So that he did not have to sacrifice his son. It wasn't God's will for him to sacrifice his son. But it was God's will for him to obey him. And that is what God wants you to do. Even if it's scary. Even if it means you have to walk away from something. Even if it means that maybe you don't have your provision like you think you should. God will still provide for you. All he's looking for is your response. So this is how we step into the covenant. We become the covenant. We rebuke the curse and embrace the covenant. Rebuke the curse of disobedience. Rebuke the curse of fear. Rebuke the curse of doubt. God's word says you will always be at the top and never at the bottom if you obey. So if you look around your life and you are not at the top, then you have work to do. You need to be seeking God for what areas of your life need adjustment. You must shift your heart into a posture of full submission, full obedience, full surrender in order to become the word of God that has been spoken in order to become the breakthrough. Well, that wraps our session for today. 
I just want to thank you for taking the time to tune in. I'm so humbled and grateful for the privilege of being used as a vessel by God, and I pray that you have been blessed by the content of this podcast. If you have questions or comments about today's session, please leave a voice recording on the podcast page and I will respond to you. You can also email me at warinthespirit12 at gmail.com. If you are led, you can sow into the ministry at Cash App, dollar sign, Collective Live. And you can find the ministry on Facebook at Collective Live Worship. Remember, you are a spiritual warrior with God-given power and authority. Walk in it. I'm praying for your breakthrough, increase, and abundance. Have a spirit-filled week and tune in next Wednesday. Love you all. Be blessed.